Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of L2M Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership, we're here today with Norma Wattenpah, who's the principal of Phoenix Consulting Group and an acknowledged expert in partnering best practices. Phoenix specializes in partner strategies, programs, and marketing, in helping companies accelerate revenue, tap new sources of innovation, or open new markets to effective partnerships. Norma is the best practices chair for the Association of Strategic Alliance Professionals, and she's led the organization to developing a professional certification for alliance managers. Her new endeavor is elevating best practices in managing collaborative business relationships to an ISO standard. Welcome, Norma. Well, welcome. Thanks, Belinda, for having me. Oh, it's wonderful to have you here. So tell us, Norma, can, let's start out by talking a little bit about what is it that partner managers do and why is this role important? Well, primarily, partner managers manage collaborative relationships between usually two companies, but can be through a university or government agency as well. But the reason this is important is that we're hearing that collaboration is becoming more important to the business community. They're building business models around collaboration. We're hearing it more in the press and by management consultants, etc., that this is becoming a core competency for many companies. Um, and there's a lot of drivers behind this. Globalization has been a big driver. As companies are breaking up their value chains and outsourcing them to companies all over the world. That begs for a lot of skill in managing those collaboration. We're also seeing companies look externally for sources of innovation, new products, new ideas that come from um, maybe the customer community, but oftentimes from partners. And then again, a lot of collaboration, a lot of skill in being able to manage those projects between two parties. And another aspect is this time factor in that uh, I call the speed of trust, in that organizations that have a lot of confidence in working with each other just can move a lot faster and respond to changing business requirements much faster. So it sounds like there's a lot of things going on here, uh, and, and partner management is really an important, um, important area. But why is, is there interest around certification? Why is this so important? Well, mainly because we don't have a codified profession called partner management. The skills for collaboration may be as old as the first mammoth hunt, but as a, a business community, we really haven't boiled it down to textbooks or a skill set that people can just, you know, re re benchmark, for example. If you think about a CPA, um, it's very clear in the business community what a CPA can do, what their skills are, what their education are, what they can expect for them in terms of performance on the job. But in partner management or the art of collaboration, it's a lot fuzzier. And that's one of the reasons why the Association of Strategic Alliance Professionals undertook uh, to, prove, to develop these professional certifications for partner managers. And these were put together by experts in the field, our standards advisory board, and we drew from 
the community of alliance managers and partner managers to develop the exam so that we could really reflect, you know, what are the skills that it takes to manage successful partnerships. So tell and me, for I'm companies, sorry, that means they, excuse me, they have a, uh, companies now have a benchmark. Certification is, is a benchmark in the terms that a CPA is a benchmark. They know now that someone is certified has a certain set of skills and competencies. So uh, that it kind of gives you the um, the good housekeeping seal of approval, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me what I, I wanted to ask you about is, is what are some of those skills and, and what is really necessary to do this kind of collaborative partnership um, role and to manage successful relationships? Well, I think one of the most important skills is actually an attitude. It's a way of thinking, which is to think win-win. Um, a lot of, of the... Un- initiated in partner management are always thinking what they can get from their partner, how do they maximize their value in the relationship, without understanding that good business partners are looking for some sort of value and return on their uh, relationship and investment in that partnership as well. And if you're only thinking one way about it, you can quickly undermine the, the uh, partnership and you know reduce the value that everyone recognizes. And a lot of the, in fact, a lot of the questions that we ask in the exam are, what would you do in this situation, A, B, or C? And the best answer would be one that maximizes value in all dimensions. Mm, um, other skills that we look for is, um, well, ultimately you're managing a small business in some cases, or in some cases not so small businesses. We see alliances that sometimes deliver two, three billion dollars of return for companies. So you have to be able to think strategically. You have to be able to assemble and lead virtual teams. You need to be able to understand how to set up a governance structure and metrics to measure the performance of the alliance. You also have to have a lot of the soft skills, which we sometimes call the hard skills because it's hard. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. They say call them soft, but they're the hardest ones to get. They're the hardest ones, right, resolving conflict, getting stakeholders in the line, the hearts and minds of the team. It's the hard stuff. Yep, absolutely. So so what comes next here? I mean, where do you go with this? Well, now that we've established the professional certifications, we are looking at, uh, because of the business um, environment demanding more collaborative competency, we're looking beyond just the individuals and looking at what is a company's ability to collaborate. Mm. Um, and we're working with a organization called uh, Partner Sourcing Institute in the UK, and working with them in advancing a collaborative business relationship framework from first a a British standard, and they're very close to that, and then to an ISIL standard. Uh, This is a long-range goal, obviously. When you're dealing with standardist bodies, they only move at a a slow pace. So uh, it's a long-range goal. We expect that uh, three to five years. But I'm very excited by the prospect because I think it is – a very transformational um, aspect of how you do business. So this is great. So then the individual would be um, would be certified, but the company would be certified as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, how interesting! That's the intent. So how will a company benefit from having this type of ISO collaboration standard stamp of approval? Well, I think in many ways it's very similar to what we saw with the ISO 9000 standard from 20, 30 years ago around quality. And for a lot of the same reasons, at that time we thought that you had a quality inspector at the end of the production line, and they took care of quality by rejecting those things that didn't 
meet spec. But we, we learned through that process that quality has to be embedded in the organization, has to be embedded from the design phase. It needs to be something that there are um, ownership for across the organization. And I think collaboration is much the same. It has to be embedded in the fabric of the company. Uh, and, and the benefit is that companies today with the current business models, they can't do it alone. They have to partner. And partnerships can be a tricky thing. Right. Um, we know from a lot of the management surveys and studies that success rates can be a 50-50 proposition. But if we look closer at that, what we find is that some companies have a consistent success rate and other companies who approach uh, partnering kind of ad hoc have very dismal success rates. So having a clear framework and practices in place in managing alliances and partnerships pays off. It results in predictable and profitable relationships. So the standard kind of helps companies, you know, benchmark themselves and put the basic, you know, building blocks in place so they can consistently derive value out of their partnerships. There's also a cost of failure. Um, right, sure. If you're looking at the quality perspective, you know, if you have to reject products or rework them, there's a cost to that. Sure. And, and, and when we're talking relationships, we're talking about a, a more complicated type of thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. So any final thoughts about this? It sounds like a huge effort that you've got underway. It's a huge effort, but I'm looking forward to it. We've got a lot of great uh, partners and supporters in, in making this happen. Um, and, and I think it's very important in that what I'm hearing from my business partners is that, you know, we can't do it all alone. That's why alliances are important. But also what I'm hearing now is that we're better together. We actually uh, create better business, more of innovation, and uh, more growth in our organizations through partnering. That's great. That's wonderful. So we're speaking here with uh, with Norma Wattenpah. And as I said, Norma is the principal of Phoenix Consulting. You can reach Norma at www.phoenixcg.com. That's P-H-O-E-N-I-X-C-G.com. Norma, where can people find out more about this, uh, about this ISO standard and the work you're doing in collaboration? Is there information on your website? Is there somewhere else they should go as well? There's no current information on my website, but uh, the Association of Strategic Alliance Professionals is a good source. Okay, and can you give us their and URL? Their URL is www.strategic-alliances.org. Strategic-alliances.org. Okay, terrific. Thank you so much, Norma. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much, Linda. Okay, this is Linda Popke, and we're finishing up another episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. Until next time, uh, go ahead and, and do some innovative and creative marketing things, and we'll talk to you soon. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by L2M Associates. If you'd like to find out how you can improve the return on your investment in marketing programs, processes, or people, contact us at www.l2massociates.com.